Blog Talk Radio. is your ultimate mindfulness guide, become more happy and less stressed. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. Our purpose here is to help you overcome any limiting beliefs you have by talking to you about relationships, and how to have healthy ones, about psychology and mental health, and the way they affect your life, and to help you to live the best quality of life possible with any limits. So feeling stressed, overwhelmed, are you struggling to live in the moment? Sadly, this is becoming many people's norms. And this probably isn't a huge surprise. The modern world we live in tends to overstimulate our minds and tug at our attention more than any other time in history, thanks to technology. But this doesn't mean that we can't gain back control. So here's what you need to think about. Enter mindfulness. John Kabat Zen, the founder of mindfulness-based stress reduction or MBSR, states that mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present moment and being non-judgmental. And this is something that we really need to think about. Because too many times people are being judgmental based on your religion, based on your physical appearance, just based on anything they can think of. Because if they feel bad about themselves, they are purposely making you feel bad about yourself because it makes them feel better about themselves. Basically, mindfulness is about being aware of what we are doing and feeling in the moment, meaning we need to always stay in the present. I know, and it's like, this is why for many people as they age and they don't get out, they don't participate in things, so they start living in the past and talking about the past. Because if you're not doing anything but watching television or reading a book, unless you're talking to someone who's read that book and you can discuss it, what happens? You talk about things that happened years ago. This makes us less reactive and less overwhelmed in the world. But why else should you practice mindfulness? And how 
can you practice it? In this presentation, we dig into everything you need to know about a mindfulness guru. So why is mindfulness so important? The idea of mindfulness might sound a little woo-woo, but there's actually tons of research on it, especially regarding mental well-being and health. A scientific review dating back to 2013 on mindfulness stated that mindfulness brings back various positive psychological effects, including increased subjective well-being, reduced psychological symptoms, and emotional reactivity, and improved behavioral regulation. Furthermore, research on mindfulness suggests that it may help alleviate depression and anxiety due to the fact that it helps with emotional regulation. Or in other words, mindfulness is powerful. And this is definitely one superpower you want to flex. Plus, it's not all about mental well-being, becoming more mindful. can also enhance your physical health in many ways, including relieving stress, reducing your risk for heart disease, lowering blood pressure, reducing chronic pain, improving sleep, alleviating gastrointestinal dysfunctions or problems. So now that we know the benefits and why we definitely want to incorporate more mindfulness into our own lives, let's dig a little deeper. So, what do we mean by mindfulness and why is it so powerful? So many of us deal with stress in our lives. And if you look back on your childhood, how did your parents deal with stress? How did they react to each other in stressful situations? Because we learn more than anything how to relate to other people based on the home we come from. If the environment was hostile, then you developed a lot of stress. And that stress puts you, you at risk for heart disease, for blood pressure problems, for sleep issues, and we also mentioned chronic pain. Now, chronic pain isn't something that you would feel unless you had some health issues going on. But the neat thing is that that pain lets you know that something is going on in your body. And if you're attuned to what's going on in your body, then it makes you more aware and helps you deal with it. Now, gastrointestinal dysfunction or problems, that can many can easily be caused by understanding what you're eating and how it's reacting in your body. 
because certain people can eat certain foods that other people can't eat. So we that's where mindfulness really comes into play is understanding what's going on in your body, being aware how you react in different situations and aware of how that affects your health because then you learn to avoid those situations. For many reasons, I I grew up with a disability at a time when society didn't even acknowledge that its disability community existed. And I grew up in a dysfunctional family because my father grew up in a home where there was a lot of physical abuse. My mother grew up in a home where there was a lot of mental and emotional abuse. And those two combined meant that there was a lot of mental, emotional, and physical abuse going on. And I tended to get the most of it because I was the middle child, because I was the one who wore the brace, and therefore it had to be me. And my older sister was deaf, so it couldn't possibly be her. My baby sister was, oh, she would never do anything like that. So she learned that she could get away with abusing people and still does it to this day. So all of that creates a lot of stress on you as you get older and you tend to get involved with people who help perpetuate that stress. So mindfulness helps you become more aware of what happened to you and how you can get out of those situations and how you can develop healthier relationships to improve your health. So what are the three pillars of mindfulness? The problem is that many of us go about our days on autopilot. We go through the motions, but aren't really fully in the present moment, missing key aspects of enjoyment that go along with the great trip called life. We also tend to react, which can lead to some less than desirable outcomes and consequences. Becoming more mindful breaks the cycle, but it does take a mindfulness practices incorporate the three major pillars of mindfulness, which include intention. This allows us to foster that awareness to retain or return to this new level of awareness when we need to. Attention. This means paying attention solely to the present moment, not what happened yesterday or what may happen tomorrow. We all about the now. What do you feel? What thoughts do you observe? Now, your attitude. Mindfulness requires a non judgmental attitude, along with some curiosity and kindness, especially when it comes from your own 
thoughts. Now, let's talk about the three pillars, the intention. And that means you need to totally be aware of what's happening in your life right now and your feelings about it. Attention. That means paying attention to the present moment. And that means don't dwell on what happened yesterday and don't try to think about where we're going to be tomorrow. Because the saying is that yesterday is the past, today's the present, and tomorrow's the future, and it's something that we have no control over. And that's why it's called the present. Do you get that? And attitude. And that means you have to respect everyone for who they are and not judge them based on anything else. And we all tend to to try to have an image in our heads of what we want to be and how other people see us. But sometimes we don't realize just how important the behavior we exhibit and the way we treat people affects their impression on us. Keep all three of these pillars in mind as you practice and cultivate mindfulness. Now, what's the next layer? What are the seven principles of mindfulness? On top of the basic three pillars of mindfulness, the seven principles of mindfulness further help you actively practice mindfulness, particularly as you go about your day-to-day life. And these mindfulness principles are created by John Kabat Singh. The first one being non-judging. We all judge, but the act of judging isn't something that we can always shy away from. Mindfulness involves being aware of your own judgments and being able to separate them from your actions so that you aren't acting or speaking from a place of judgment. When it comes to others or yourself, after all, the world isn't black and white. And this is where you need to have good communication skills. Practice. Rushing through life is a surefire way to get your deathbed and wonder what the heck happened. Instead, be patient with life, enjoy the journey, and take the emphasis on the destination. Beginner's mindset. Our egos tend to get in the way of a lot of goodness. We like to think that we know it all, but the truth is that we don't. Practicing mindfulness includes tackling ideas, problems, or activities from a beginner's mindset, meaning approaching these aspects 
as if you know nothing at all. Trust. This is all about trusting your own decisions and beliefs. Sometimes it's a good idea to follow your intuition and let guide you. You want to be open to growth, but you also should be self-assured in your decision-making process. And this is where sometimes parents being overprotective don't let you grow and learn how to trust your own decisions. I mean, I have a sister who's deaf that many years ago tried to be independent or tried to make decisions for herself, but because she was constantly being being beat down mentally and emotionally, that today she literally gives up and she's totally dependent on other people and she doesn't know how to take care of herself. And she could easily make travel arrangements for herself and learn to adjust and make sure that she had the things and the ability to communicate. And instead, if no one's there to get her up in the morning and to make her get dressed and take her to an appointment, she would never get there because she doesn't know how to make arrangements for herself. And that's because they kept her back so they would not be alone in their old age. And what has that done to her that stifled her, that's made her, caused her to lose all reality and has no concept of what's going on around her? Non-striving. This means accepting yourself where you're at. Yes, we can all improve and be better. However, you might first need to acknowledge and accept yourself as who you are. Embrace this person in the present moment and don't continually strive to be different. Instead, be who you are. And what I'm going to say about that and use as an example is my sister because one thing is that they refused to learn sign language with her, and they treated her as though she was always different, and she was always being sent off to school because there were no local schools that she could go to and come home at night. And so what did that do to her? That her, 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 her personality is to be the peacemaker, but she literally, when my parent, mother was alive, physically beat up on herself because she found that got her the attention because she so desperately wanted to be loved and couldn't understand that they were incapable of loving anyone and showing love. And, I mean, I know it affected me, but I, because of my background in psychology and mental health, understood who they were, and I had to learn on my own to love and accept myself for who I am and how to go out and make a life for myself outside of that. And for many years would say to my mother, 
What is going to happen to Gail when you, oh, she'll be able to take care of herself. Yes, that's right. That's why she sleeps all day and has no concept of what's going on around her at all or how to do the basic things to take care of her own self. Acceptance. No, you don't need to become complacent. Rather, it's accepting reality for what it is. Some things simply can't be changed. Let it go. It's easy to worry about the future and experience anxiety about our actions from the past. Yet letting go of these thoughts allows us to truly live in the present moment. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is the the COVID-19 pandemic that we just went through, that is something where that's put fears into people's <coughs> mind to the point that they literally feel stress over all of the things that happen and they're still worried about tomorrow and have underlying fears because they just don't know how to deal with it. And this is why, why psychology and talking about psychology and talking about mental health issues and talking about all the subjects that we talk about today have come to the forefront, even though they've been around for years and years. So how did I practice mindfulness? And that's the big question that we are going to get into and help you understand. Becoming more mindful takes practice. Remember, be patient. You'll get better at it as you go. So knowing the benefits, how can you become more mindful? Meditation. Well-known Buddhist teacher, nun, and author, Hema Chodron, has said, meditation practice isn't about trying to throw ourselves away and become something better. It's about befriending who we already are. Meditation is about observing your thoughts. Ultimately, we can never completely get our thoughts to vanish, yet we can become observers of our own mind, allowing us to choose our reaction to actions in the moment. With meditation, you sit quietly with your eyes closed, setting a timer for a couple of minutes can ensure that you're not distracted by losing track of time. Thoughts will come and go. The key here is to observe them and be non-judgmental or rather have no judgment while observing them. Ultimately, you can practice mindfulness 
meditation, through the many online guided options, such as the Insight Timer app, the Headspace, or YouTube. Try setting a few minutes aside each day, such as first thing in the morning or right before bed. This mindfulness practice is a great stress reliever and can define you and give you a leg up when it comes to being more mindful. This slow down. Okay, this might be obvious, but busybodies, it's harder than it sounds. Rushing through the day often creates more struggle, such as doing tasks incorrectly or in sloppy or quick ways. Instead, slow down. Seriously, allow a task to take up the time it's meant to take up. Give yourself space to have enough time to complete activities in the present moment. Notice how you feel as you do this task or activity. Be present. Try it out. How do you feel? Less stressed? Probably. Try eating slowly without distraction, meaning when you sit down to have a meal, that is all you do. When someone is talking, give them your full attention. Try not to think about what you want to say next. Instead, aim to understand what they are saying. Try sitting for brief periods without distraction or anything to do. Simply look to appreciate the present moment and everything you have in your life. If you're having trouble slowing down, prioritize. Plan ahead. Create some space to become mindful and to elevate your life to the next level. Set limits on electronic devices. Is technology shrinking your attention span? Unfortunately, experts seem to think so. In an interview with The Guardian, Dr. Sharon Harwood elaborated, what we do find with technology like smartphones and tablets is that they have the tendency to increase our absent-mindedness, reduce our ability to think and remember, to pay attention to things and regulate emotion. Most of us have our phones within arm's reach, even the possibility of a message or a call of something happening on social media is doing enough to divert our attention away from what we are doing. Our attention spans are stretched to the limit with technology. Luckily, we have control over this. Put away that phone. Close that lap. Turn off Netflix. For some, this might sound scary, which means 
You definitely want to be doing this from time to time. And remember, it's up to you to decide how you are going to relate to things. And the, I just want to remind you that you can go to my website, Personal Success on a Daily Basis, and I have a number of articles there. And you can also sign up to take part in my seven-day challenge. And that challenge covers seven different ways for you to really take better control of your life and live in the moment. You can go to personalsuccessonadailybasis.com forward slash join the seven-day challenge. And when you do so, then you will be notified to download the app and to participate in the daily activities, which will not take you more than five to ten minutes on a daily basis.